0: you enter into a new building or you're going onto a a new campus or something, you're trying to find somewhere, you don't know where to go, you start looking around. In the old days we uh, looked for signs, but now more and more we're looking at screens. We're looking at interactive wayfinding on digital signage in some way, shape, or form. We're going to talk about what it is. We're going to talk about how to figure out if you're thinking of uh, getting this or deploying this. We're also going to talk about how to find out which option is kind of the best one for you. And we're just going to talk about, wayfinding as a thing. To that end, we have Jill Perardi, Creative Services Manager for Physics. Hello, Jill.
1: Hello, Derek.
0: Thank you for talking to me today, Jill.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And thank you, everybody, for listening. This is digital signage done right Whether you're new to digital signage or a seasoned pro, this podcast gives you practical advice about systems, communications, and content to better engage your audience. I'm Derek DeWitt, Communications Specialist for Physics. Welcome to Digital Signage Done Right. Wayfinding. Finding your way, obviously. Uh, What is it? (laughs)
1: What you just said. Wayfinding is finding your way from point A to point B, whether that be within a building or on a campus, a property, finding your way, learning how to get from where you are to where you need to go quickly and easily.
0: Right. Like the most expeditious route.
1: Absolutely. Right.
0: And of course, in the old days, it was permanent signs because that's a whole thing. I know Sedge and, and, and facilities managers, there's a whole discipline devoted towards how to do it? What should the signs look like? How? What colors should they be? Where should they be? It's a it's a whole discipline.
1: Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned the um, SEGD, the Society for Experiential Graphic Design, mm. they focus and their members focus solely on wayfinding and way showing. I've placed this sign here because it is showing me my way as I navigate through a facility, through a campus, through an oh, airport, whatever it might like, be. Like
0: you're on the right track. Yeah, you're going straight. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And it could be way signage. Showing. It could be a landmark even mm. that's you know telling me. Okay, I'm going in the right direction.
0: Mm -hmm. So I'm looking around for wayfinding. Maybe I want to incorporate it in my digital signage. How do, what do I have to think about? What do I have to keep in mind when I'm I'm shopping around?
1: Well, there's a couple of things you need to think about. First and foremost are the maps themselves, because that's what you're trying to help somebody do is navigate a location. So you need a map to help them do that. So you want to put a little bit of thought into your map. We've talked about this in some other podcasts. There's a lot of publications out there, a lot of articles about what you want to do on your map, but... Without going into too much detail, make sure your map is labeled. The rooms on the map match the rooms or the placards outside the door.
0: Accuracy would be useful.
1: Accuracy is helpful. (laughs) Color code them if necessary. You can color code based on room type. A lot of customers like to do that. They Uh like to do that. All of our meeting rooms are a particular color. But I really think that it's useful if your environment matches that color. So if you have a multi-story building and each floor in this building is painted a different color. You see it a lot in parking decks or hospitals. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Sure, right. This is the purple deck.
1: Exactly. Make Uh sure your floor maps match that.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Some yeah. Because people, there people are people already going purple. Ah,
1: oh, purple. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. You know, make sure you have landmark icons on them things like restrooms, entrances, exits, stairs, elevators, escalators, ATMs, vending machines, lots of different landmark icons. Now, don't clutter your map with them, but the important things that people need <laughs> to find a and know about.
0: Here. <laughs> right. Careful that stair is loose. Right. You, you
1: know, you them. might want your defibulators on the map because those are really important, mm. but you may not want to put every fire extinguisher. Because then all of a sudden you've realized that your map is very cluttered and someone can't find what they're looking for. And it could be a life or death situation. Like they just need that defibrillator.
0: Can they, is there, is there such a thing as maybe you can have like, I don't know, you have all that stuff in there, but then it's, it doesn't default to showing that, but you tap a hotspot or a button saying whatever, health and safety. And then that's where the emergency exits, the defibrillators, the fire extinguishers, those all show up. Yeah. Meeting rooms. We don't need that when I'm looking for that.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. You can do that. And that's a great use for an interactive type of kiosk mm-hmm. for wayfinding. Or a kiosk that you could speak to. Doesn't necessarily have to be a touch screen display. It could be something dirty. you speak to. Yeah, dirty. It's it's dirty <laughs> or maybe it's not in your budget. Mm-hmm. And so if you can speak to it and say, you know, hey display, you know, you've got your trigger word to talk to it. Right. Show me all the health and safety locations. Okay. Link. And there they are. Right. Yeah.
0: What about, say, that's all within, say, a building. How about you've got a larger area, uh, again, a corporate campus mm-hmm. or a university campus. When you're talking about landmarks, I mean, are we talking about go to the big tree, go to the statue of the founder, hang a right? Is, is that... Yeah,
1: absolutely. If you have a corporate campus that has... Some specific landmarks. Um, This is where we have the founder's mission statement. Right, or some super
0: expensive art installation. Yeah, an
1: art installation. If you're a university campus and there's a quad, um, there is a big statue of your mascot. You know, make sure that those are on your map because those are landmarks and features that can help your users navigate. Whether they are using an interactive touchscreen display, this is responsive and mobile and they're using it on their phones, their smartphones, or if it's just on traditional digital signage, and they're just looking at this, but not interacting it in some way.
0: So uh, with all the different possibilities out there, what, what how do I even... Because if you type in interactive digital signage or interactive but wayfinding now, maybe 10, 15 years ago, mm-hmm. not so many things would come up in the search engine, but now it's it's there's just so much.
1: Oh, there's so many options. How do now. I
0: know? Is, is it all about planning? You got to plan it out ahead of time. What are you trying to accomplish?
1: Yeah, you have to plan it out, set a goal, create a scope of work, what you want people to do, uh, how you want them to interact or navigate, and uh, really stick with that. But... Also, budget is really important because you may need to help people navigate through a building, but your budget doesn't allow for interactive touchscreen displays, or it doesn't allow for the time and therefore labor costs to create a mobile website. It doesn't mean you can't have wayfinding. It just means that you maybe need to do it a little bit differently and start by putting your well-designed, logical maps mm-hmm. on traditional, non-interactive digital signage.
0: Okay. So uh, let's say let's say we have that. We've just uh, we've got digital signage. Mm-hmm. We don't have interactive screens, and we're not going to get them for at least another year, another mm-hmm. budgetary cycle. What are some of the pros and cons of those? Well,
1: of course, you've got your less expensive displays.
0: Sure, they're cheaper.
1: There's no coding required. There's there's no development required. Right, so it's just a message. It's just a message. Mm. It's just an image that you're putting on your display. You are not paying a developer to make this all interactive, and when I touch this, this happens, or this shows up on this size phone and scales down for that size phone. You would need a designer to design your maps in theory, in
0: theory, if you're if you're incorporating it into existing digital signage, you already have one.
1: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Or um, you may have great looking maps already that your facility management department has taken care of. Mm if you are a university campus i guarantee you there is a campus map on your website who has created that map get that from them put that on your displays Mm -hmm. and so you would need that because you want to make it look good and you want wayfinding best practices to come into mind like we had discussed with the maps um, when you're putting this up here but it's it's great just to be able to put that image of your map on your screen and maybe you have a building that's a little bit complicated. And so you have multiple digital signage displays because a a great example of this, I worked once with a conference center, a small conference center. When you walked into the front door, you could go left or right to go to different series of rooms. And then once you did that, there were a few little windy hallways in each direction. They also sold space on their digital signage as ad space for whichever conference was booked at that point in time or whichever wedding was gonna be in the venue. So they would sell advertisements from sponsors at that conference or they'd have a photo of the bride and groom, whatever it might be. So they needed digital signage for that. And so they zoned their screens. They had those advertisements on a portion of it and a map on another portion.
0: Have one content zone that's that's the mm-hmm. permanent wayfinding zone.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then they also had underneath the map, arrows pointing left or right for the different room banks. That's yeah. not unfamiliar to us. You go to any hotel, you step off the elevator, there's a sign with an arrow to the left or arrow to the right for the hotel rooms. This was just done digitally. And they were able... Able to combine their sellable ad space hmm. on that same display hmm. more bang for their buck as you walk down those corridors they had smaller traditional digital signage displays with the map only showing just that portion of the floor and the list of rooms that were beyond that where that display was located right
0: past this sign yeah this is what you'll find
1: yep absolutely
0: well, obviously, there are some drawbacks.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, There's no personalized wayfinding experience. I can't walk in and touch that display and find where I'm going and having a little line path draw me to that location from where I am to where I'm going. I can't touch and enter my mobile phone number and get a text message with written turn-by-turn directions. So the personalized experience is a little bit less. You really have to have some thoughtful design for readability, particularly if you're dealing with smaller displays or you have zoned your screen. Make sure that that right, map. So that-
0: The map is going to be smaller. Yeah, Yeah,
1: your map's going to be smaller, and make sure the rooms or the numbers that are on that floor map are large enough for people to read.
0: Yeah, that's the worst when you're going. Is that 16 or 18? I can't. I guess I'll just try them both. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, Sorry. If I'm showing ads every seven seconds, and then all of a sudden my map appears for seven seconds, that's not long enough.
0: Yeah, no. It it would take me at least two seconds to go. Oh, map. Yeah. Oh, 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 and it's gone. And it's gone. Oh. So
1: I wouldn't recommend you mix your map with other items in the playlist.
0: Mm-hmm. Make, it, make it a permanent sort of a yeah, thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. And with any wayfinding implementation, uh, whether it's for traditional digital signage, an interactive display, a mobile phone, or even you know static signage, you have to have a plan. You have to have that goal. You have to have that scope. So just make sure that that's considered and kept in mind as you're planning for your maps on your traditional digital signage. Yeah,
0: I always kind of figure it's the art of giving directions you know you have to anticipate what they're gonna be asking themselves when they get to a certain point.
1: Yeah, you know. put yourself in your user's shoes and your visitor's shoes. And if you're in this building or on this campus every day, it's gonna to be tough to do that. You're going to forget because you're so used to it. You're like,
0: yeah, that, well, yeah. and then you go around mm-hmm. the big tree and you go down the path and you go past the petunias. Everybody knows that. Right.
1: Yeah. <laughs> ask somebody that's new to your facility, what was tough to find? Bring a friend or a family member that's never been through and right. ask them to find this room and watch them try to do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that goes for any kind of wayfinding implementation or deployment, from static signage to digital to interactive or whatnot.
0: Right. So I, it, it seems to me like uh, really the non-interactive screens, the static screens, I guess we'll call them. It's a one-size-fits-all solution. Here's what we're doing. We've done the best we can. It's it's just a it's a it's a slightly more flexible mm-hmm. version of the hard signage, the physical signage that yeah. has existed all through you know before the invention of television. Right. <laughs> you can uh, you can do a lot more when you have an interactive touchscreen or kiosk, mm-hmm. right? You said personalized, which is interesting. Yeah. One source can show multiple routes and.
1: Absolutely. Show multiple routes, the best way to get there, the quickest way to get there, the way to walk there, the way to drive there. Fly. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, Take a bus. Uh, There's all kinds of things you can do for that. You can include a variety of directories. So I'm not here just to find an event. I'm here to find an employee or a tenant.
0: Or a department.
1: Yeah. A department, a, a shop, you know, whatever it might be. I can choose from a variety of directories, one generalized destination directory or broken down by different types. There's a variety of you know things that I can choose from. I can fit more information on the screen. Think about it as a, like a website. You're playing with your a website on your computer. Right,
0: provided it's like nested, just like with web links.
1: Yeah, sort of absolutely. Nesting. I've got, you know, nesting. I've got different buttons I can choose, different pages I can view. I can really click through and get a lot more information than I can just by looking at a screen and moving on.
0: I suppose you could drill right down, where is it? There it is. There's a picture of it. I got it. Okay, now I know where I'm going.
1: Yeah. And you can also include things to kind of build on that, like, and I mentioned this earlier, text message integration or QR codes. Which means
0: means it sends the directions to your phone. Yeah.
1: Sends the written turn-by-turn directions to your phone or even takes it a step further and gives you that whole project that I was just playing with on an interactive touch screen. On my phone, responsively, it scales down to the size of my smartphone, to Mm. the browser in it, and I can walk away with it and take that with me. Or take a part of it. Maybe you don't want to include all of your directories, but you want to include the floor maps or the property map or the campus map. There
0: must be some negatives. Obviously, they're more expensive.
1: Yep, absolutely. They're more expensive. You are going to have... For sure, designers and developers in this instance.
0: Yeah. Barbara the administrative assistant's probably not gonna be up to the task.
1: Yeah, you know, she might update the directory later.
0: Right, but she's not gonna build the code.
1: Probably not. Probably No. Um, So you're going to need to have designers, even if you have facility managers that have great looking floor maps, like we had talked about earlier. Now they're becoming interactive. Now I'm using my thumb and forefinger to pinch to zoom in and zoom out on them. And they need to do that without becoming pixelated or stretched. So you are definitely going to need designers and developers involved in this. Sure. You're going to want designers that can take that floor map. And even if it's a well-designed map from your facility managers, like we had talked about just a minute ago on your traditional, your static signage, they're going to want to design that. So if you have the ability to take your thumb and forefinger and pinch to zoom to make it larger, we need a designer to make sure that that doesn't become pixelated or it's stretched.
0: Or it's such a a big file that when I do that, it freezes up for Three, four, five seconds right right while it renders
1: yep. yeah and your designers your developers can help prevent that your designers are going to design with wayfinding best practices in mind they're going to make sure that that landmark is on the map they're going to make sure the buttons are where they need to be or that nested table is where it needs to be to interact with it they're going to make sure the overall colors of the whole project is designed for ADA and high contrast visibility, that sort of thing. But then you're also going to need those developers to make sure this all works and it all comes to life. And if I touch this, what I expect to happen actually happens. Those developers are also going to be able to integrate with your existing databases to make real-time updates to the directories. So Barbara might be able to make updates to the directories if. A developer creates a simple web tool for her to use as a database. Yeah. Or or that's not even necessary because it's been integrated with your. Active Directory or your exchange events or whatever it is, and it changes in real time when someone else updates that information. Right.
0: You update it one place and it feeds that info yep. everywhere automatically.
1: Yep. So so yeah, a con is, of course, it's going to require more design, more development time.
0: And then if you're, like you said, you're kind of turning it into, maybe you could turn it into a responsive mobile offering that is essentially taking that mm-hmm. work, a scaled down version of that with you. Yeah. That's going to take even more
1: time and energy. And yeah, effort. absolutely it does it it, overall it just takes more labor hours sure you know you're not just designing for one or two displays that are the same size aspect ratio resolution now you're designing for any user on any smartphone if they want to look at it in a horizontal way or a portrait way whatever is easiest for them it all has to move and scale Yeah. yeah so that's going to take more time but that's a really positive thing to have because maybe you have the budget to do something like this, but you don't want interactive displays all over your facility. Or maybe it's an older historic building. And quite frankly, you just don't have the electric or the networking that you can make those drops. <laughs> we, and keep, some... we
0: keep shortening out the power supply <laughs> in right. the whole building and right. start to get angry. <laughs> it's
1: some old stone building and you just can't run a network cable mm-hmm. anywhere you need to. And so responsive mobile is great for that. Mm. Put that touch screen in your lobby allow people to then view it on their smartphone as well
0: it right, basically just sort of transfers the wayfinding to the phone yeah Funk.
1: yeah takes it off the display onto the phone and with them and it's you know easy to navigate because it's been designed to do that and because we're all used to looking at browsers on our phones i think a pro of a responsive mobile site over a wayfinding app because i'm sure some of the listeners are thinking why not just do an app
0: well you gotta download it and uh...
1: Yeah, I need to turn on the GPS notification. By the way, that drains my battery, so I'm just going to turn that off for now. I'll remember to turn it back on next time I walk into this building. No, no I, I won't. won't.
0: No, I won't. No, I won't. <laughs> um,
1: I have to have my Bluetooth on if there's beacons. You know, I need that to be enabled. Mm-hmm. That might drain my battery. I'm not going to remember to turn that back on. Um, and so, and I'm walking quickly, so those beacons aren't even seeing me. Because by the way, <laughs> if you've ever walked behind me in an airport or yeah, a convention fast. center, you're fast. Yeah, you're, um,
0: you got it mission.
1: I used an app at an airport one time, and I was at the conference center. So at the far end of the airport, and they had just installed wayfinding and beacons. And I'm just a fast walker by nature. (laughs) And I went all the way through the airport, not kidding from one end to the other from the conference center to my gate through security with my bag. The first beacon that saw me was in the gate as I was boarding the plane. (laughs) So you just have to keep that in mind. And you and if you have an app, you have to assume someone's going to download it and use the latest version. Whereas if I have this mobile Site, I'm already at your touchscreen, or I've just been given a URL in advance, so I just type that into my web browser, I leave it there, and when I open it up, there it is. I don't have to really do anything else.
0: Yeah, it's always the it's updated
1: a, yeah, version. Exactly. Yeah. It's always updated. It's it's there for me when I need it.
0: Earlier, you mentioned, or I mentioned, uh, you got to kind of put yourself in the audience's shoes. This stuff really is about user experience when all said and done. I mean, yes, it's nice to have a fancy, maybe even award-winning design, but don't let that design get in the way of... Because this is a practical thing we're trying to accomplish here. We're trying to make yep. it easy and possibly even, dare I say, pleasant for someone to maneuver through your facility Absolutely. or your grounds.
1: I hope it's pleasant. You want someone to have a pleasant experience there. Some yeah. businesses rely on it, have to have it in order to receive additional funding. You know, patient experience, oh, sure, for yeah. example. Yeah. So... When you're planning for any of these, non-interactive or static traditional digital signage, I think we've used all of those. They essentially mean the same thing. A touchscreen display on your phone, whatever it is you're planning for, just think about what kind of experience you would want to have if you mm. walked into your facility not knowing it. Not
0: knowing it, right. You walked yeah. into this facility as a stranger.
1: Yeah, right. absolutely. What kind of experience would you want to have? My guess is that almost pleasant one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and if the answer is, no, I'd like to have a confusing and frustrating (laughs) experience, then seek help.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, But again, of course, you have to keep your budget in mind. And so think about ways, all right, well, our budget doesn't allow for mobile, but does it allow for a touchscreen? Our budget allows for one touchscreen, but we think we might need more. Well, how about a touchscreen with that big project, and then your static, non-interactive, traditional digital signage displays elsewhere that's right, just showing augment, your map to augment. augment.
0: and augment and supplement and support, yeah. right.
1: So really, what kind of experience would you want to have as a user or as a visitor walking into that building or on that campus? And What can you, as the owner of that building or the owner of this project, what can what does your budget allow for? Sure,
0: so we use a word like pleasant, uh, for something that is as unemotional as, uh, as wayfinding and, and just getting around a space. So, like, what are some of those, I don't know, extras or little bells and whistles that I could because I figured out my basics okay, I know how many displays I can have, which ones will be interactive, which ones won't. Uh, we've we've done some preliminary testing, but what are some additional things I can maybe tack on there?
1: So, we had talked a little bit about. or a lot about using traditional digital signage as well whether that be your traditional digital signage is actually what someone sees on the screen all the time until they push a button which we call a hotspot that launches their wayfinding full screen Um, or it could be the screen is zoned to show an interactive map or a non-interactive map plus digital signage on the screen at all times you're kind of getting more bang for your buck with your displays in that way maybe you can talk to your displays not maybe you can. It's a thing. Yeah. So you've got a microphone there. It's listening for you. You say your trigger word. You know, show me the map. Show me how to get to the bank. Show me how to get to the nearest just, restroom. Just like
0: Alexa or, or Google Home. or yeah. One of these uh, one of these uh, smart speakers.
1: Absolutely. It doesn't just have to be directions and it doesn't just have to be voice or touch. You know, you could touch a button to launch your social media. You could talk to it and tell it, show me Facebook. And it
0: shows you. If it's web enabled.
1: Yeah, if it's web enabled, yeah, it shows you the Facebook page. How do I get to XYZ location? And it pulls up the property or campus shuttle. Right. And shuttle map and there shuttle are schedule. There
0: options. Yeah. Please choose one now.
1: Absolutely. Um, Do you want daily messaging and and visitor welcome messages? Do you want someone to walk up to it? And thanks to RFID integration, it knows it's you automatically. Oh, that would be
0: cool, wouldn't
1: it? Yeah. Some people think it's cool. Some people think it's a little creepy. Creepy. I
0: mean, it's the minority report thing, you know. I don't know. I mean, it's a little bit of both.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. So I do clear when I'm in an airport, which is basically I walk up and using my thumbprint it knows it's me. If it can't see my thumbprint, which for some reason it your body only can,
0: bizarrely low. Or yes, something. <laughs> every other
1: time it can see it. It scans my eyes. Really. So when I first signed up for this, my thought was they've got my fingerprints. Uh, in a previous life, I worked with investments and securities, so the government's had my fingerprints for years. No big deal. Now it has my eyes. I was like, oh, that gets a little creepier. <laughs>
0: next next year, your pancreas. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but I have to say it is pretty cool because it's a great way for me to navigate the airport and security quickly and easily and Mm. get from point a security to point b my gate very fast
0: look here great you could actually have your arms full Yep. I got my arms full, I got kittens, I got immers- emotional support kittens, 10 of them.
1: If you knew me well enough, you would know that I yeah. would not be carrying not be 10 kittens. emotional support kittens. Iguanas, <laughs> yeah. I <don't> know, whatever.
0: <laughs> there are a lot of balls in the air potentially with something like this. So how do you, and as always with these things, you know one person is going to do it. You're going to get a team together. How do I sort of get it all, all organized and how, what's the process to really from soup to nuts, getting that, that thing uh, perfect?
1: I've determined my audience, I've determined my need, I've determined my and I know where my displays are going. So now what? Get the right team together. Yep. Designers, developers, if necessary, who's going to install your displays. Testers. Yeah, testers, who's going to maintain the data later, keep that database up to date if, it's, if you're using one and it's not tied into an existing data source. Get your right team together. Always remember the goals of the project that you set before you've even gotten your team in place. You've thought through this enough. You've determined your displays and your types. You set your goals then. Always remember that. Always remember to define your audience. Again, you did that in the planning process.
0: But do it again, yeah. just in case there's new information or what have you.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Then you start to gather the assets that are needed, whether right. it's just maps additional design for your traditional digital signage. If you're going that route, icons, directory data, how are we going to connect to that if you're having directories? Uh, Choose a design style. Think about colors. If you want to use your brand, if you want to design for the aesthetics where the displays are located And, and think about, again, the colors as things like, High contrast. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are my colors going to be seen by someone who is colorblind, for example?
0: Ah, yes, yes, of course.
1: Yeah. So make sure that you consider that in the design. You think about additional ADA regulations and guidelines. Like if this is interactive, where are the buttons placed? Can a shorter user, user in a wheelchair interact with this just as well as a standing and taller user? Right. If it's non-interactive, and this is on traditional digital signage, are these displays, and again, this is something you thought about in advance in the planning. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) But are these displays too high where no one can see them? Are they low enough that they can be seen by everyone? That shorter user, user in a wheelchair, or a a typical standing user. And then you have to implement, you have to test this. More importantly, you have to keep track of it and find out if this is even user-friendly. What you think might be a great map at the beginning, you might find as people start navigating through your building, it's not helpful or something needs to be changed and needs to be revised either based on building changes or just traffic flow changes.
0: Right. Yeah. Boy, when we were sitting around a table planning this out, we sure thought this would be easy. But now that we are out there in the real world mm-hmm. conditions, it turns out it's not uh, It's not easy at all. Right.
1: And and we thought everybody went this way, but it turns out everyone cuts through the coffee shop to get there because they want that <laughs> cup of coffee on the way. Well, you you <laughs> because, may need to note that in some, you know, some way.
0: The wayfinding says, go to the coffee shop and you must buy a coffee. Yeah. yeah. All right, so that's uh, those are some ideas on how to really get some truly world-class interactive signage and wayfinding, no matter what your budget is, no matter how big or small your facility is, uh, one building with a couple of floors, a big, big, tall building or a whole bunch of buildings, uh, whether you have a large budget, whether you have a smaller budget. And again, you can kind of, as I think you said before, you can start off a little smaller and then build out from there as you get the opportunity, as you Mm -hmm. get the team members or you get a bigger budget. Absolutely. All right. Thank you very much for talking to me today, Jill.
1: Thank you, Derek.
0: And we'd like to thank all of you for listening. Hey, want more free stuff? Then head to the resources section of physics.com for free masterclass guides, blogs, videos, and more to help you with your digital signs. Please share, subscribe, and leave a review of this episode
1: and connect with us on social media.